I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I'm your host, Misha Globerman. Trampoline Hall is a lecture series that takes place in a bar. It's usually in Toronto, sometimes in other cities. People give lectures on all kinds of subjects, with the one restriction being that they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert. It cannot be their job to know the thing. After each lecture, we take questions from the audience. Uh, this is the Trampling Hall podcast. Uh, the format of the podcast has changed over time. It was weekly, it was monthly, it was we, we monthly, which isn't a thing. And right now it is it is seasonally, which is to say that the way that we're doing it is we're going to release the podcast uh, in little short seasons of six weekly episodes. So you'll get a whole uh, barrage of uh, episodes if uh, your notion of barrage is something that happens for about a half an hour every week. Uh, and then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do another uh, six another six episode mini season and uh, we'll keep doing that uh, forever pretty much in this season all of the lectures were chosen by Margot Williamson she is the person who went through the trampoline hall archives and chose these six episodes for you if you like the podcast and you're in Toronto you should come check out the show uh, we have an email list you can join up to find out when the show is I think that's enough for now. Let's get on to uh, this episode's lecture. As always, it might contain mature language, uh, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, this episode, the topic is quails, and the lecturer is Andrew Mbarok. The quail is an animal... Um, of the animals, it is one of the animals that is called a bird. And um, uh, as a bird, it is variously different from the human. Here are some examples. Instead of arms and hands and prehensile digits, the quail has wings and a beak which goes uh, instead of a mouth which forms words like the following. The Quail's eggs are a delicacy, and the quail is eaten as poultry. Quail are spelt Q-U-A-I-L, but if you switch the last two letters around and add another letter, quail become qualia, and then quail represent the sensible, <laughs> more generally. Um, <laughs> So in order to meditate on this way of understanding the quail, which is crucial to the various uh, things I will say about quail now, um, you should close your eyes and imagine 
a series of quail just in like a void, like in outer space, and they're all each a different color. And in this way, the quail, like this situation works in the same way as like the, the rainbow on the cover of Dark Side of the Moon or the, the post-Diluvian Jehovah Covenant rainbow in Genesis, where each quail represents a different wavelength of light by which everything that we see <laughs> is, is constituted. Uh, quail and then other others and then just the entirety, the totality of alterity. Um, so with that preparation of the quail for what follows, I will go into a series of ways in which the quail is represented by humans. And all of them are different ways of preparing the quail for human consumption. That's basically how this is going to work. Um, so after Genesis follows the book that is in the Bible, which is after Genesis, which is called Exodus. And in that book, the Israelites are exodusing, and they are given <laughs> by Jehovah manna to eat. And manna is delicious, and they are not able to run out of this manna. And it tastes, it tastes pretty good. It's kind, it tastes kind of like honey mixed with coriander seed. Um, but the Israelites are not satisfied by this uh, delicious manna. And God overhears them and says, fine. And he sends them these quail. But he is like really remarkably um, passive aggressive in that he... <laughs> actually gives them this like plague of quail similar to the frogs and locusts and there are enough quail to, to like fill this room and they suffocate underneath all of these quail and they are buried there um, uh, and uh, that, that place is called Kibroth Hatava which means the graves of craving because they um, yeah. So after um, after that, um, I was I was going to also talk about um, like other ways in which the quail is prepared. Um, uh, the quail the quail is is hunted, um, and it is hunted using dogs. And those are the dogs that are called the bird dogs. And those are the dogs that they use to hunt the quails. Um, but this is also a way of referring to like trying to like get your sex on with other people, like bird dogging chicks. Um, so this is another way of thinking of the quail. Um, and um, so like when the Everly Brothers um, sing the song Bird Dog in 1958 um, and say like, um, bird dog, get away from my quail, um, like, but like what they don't know is they're participating in like they they're enmeshing American teenagers in this uh, way of thinking about the quail that goes back very far, like because in like early modern English, quail was a way of referring to prostitutes. Prostitutes used to be called quails, and then going even further back to anciently Greek times, the um, uh, uh, the god who is called Zeus was trying to get his sex on with the titan goddess who is called Asteria. And Asteria was not into it, so she went 
away from Zeus, and Zeus, in a petulant magic rage, turned Asteria into a quail, but um, into an enormous quail, because Titan goddesses are huge, so this was a very big quail. Although Titan goddesses' bodies are a bit smaller than Titan god bodies, so by god standards, maybe not. But so the quail, this enormous quail is floating around unfixed and eventually out of boredom, I guess, turns into an island. And the island, because quail are called ortiques by the Greeks, um, is called ortugia. But then later it gets called delos. Um, so that is <laughs> another, another uh, quail uh, uh, thing. So I guess there's, there's uh, a couple more things. Um, the, the, the quail, um, quail fights, quail fights. So I, I, I've done the, the female quail, and there's also the male quail. They put these quails into rings, um, and then the quail is like in this like gladiator situation with another quail or quails. Um, and any time that one of the quails leaves the ring, the eccentric quail is beaten with a stick, and that stick is the stick that is called the quail striking stick. That is what they called it, and they just beat the quail down after it leaves the ring. Um, uh, quail, quails in the future. What, <laughs> what does the future hold for quails? Scientists have, in fact, using organic matter, made for the first time a living, not, not living, but a replica using living cells of a kval. A kval is a jellyfish in German, but it is only a matter of translating jellyfish into German, and it is a kval, which is a step towards um, generating a, an actual like uh, living quail that is that's made by humans. And they, so they, they, make, they made this kval using rat cells. So similarly, it's just a matter of taking these rat cells and assembling them in order to make a um, kval. But scientists have conceded that um, this art of making kvals is still only a qualitative art. So it's possible to recreate the qualities of, of, uh, of the Kaval in order to make something that resembles the Kaval, but it's still not actually, a, it's not really actually a representation of, of the Kaval. Um, that can only be done by two Kvals, like they can make other Kvals, um, and similarly with quails. But we will see what happens. I'm, uh, we'll see what happens in the future for quail uh, in relation to genetic experiments. That's. That's my presentation. Andrew Barrett, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are there are there any questions? Any questions? Are you, ma'am, in the back? Yes. Where did the quail fights happen? Quail fights happen all over the place. I was thinking just of ancient Greece, but they also happened, like, uh, the, the Romans also started, like, the, doing quail fights, as well as, like, getting other things like cranes and, like, uh, and, like, cocks, obviously, as well, to, to fight each other. And it was done in Asia as well. And, like, so if you wanted to go to a quail fight, you could go to ancient Greece or ancient Rome or ancient... <laughs> is there any... Is it, does it still exist anywhere now? Do you know? I have no idea, okay. no. But definitely not. It's, not, it's not like it's big now, I guess. I found out about it when I was reading Aristophanes' The Birds, and there was a person, apparently like a political figure named Medeus, and he was known for, like, he loved quail fights. He was really into it. Um, so Aristophanes, um, like, publicly dissed him it, just in the middle of The, the Birds. Which just like by, by being like, oh, this guy likes quail. Fights. There's Medeus, um, and he he's now being referred to as the quail because everyone's really into birds um, at that point, <laughs> like in, in the play. So he's named himself after the quail because he always liked to use the quail striking stick to like whack quails. All right, all right. So that's 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 good to know. That's <laughs> yes, yes, you, ma'am. Yes. What accounts for the modeling spots on the outside of a quail egg? I think the question on everyone's mind. I have, I, I have no idea. I think that they're like unto the island of Delos, which is this weird um, shape which floated around. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that was like a roller coaster ride of certainty. <laughs> From I have no idea to an incredibly well, great theory I, I'm, to I'm, giving up in like I, five seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm not an ornithologist. Um, <laughs> So it might. So they might, in some way, connect to the to the islands. What were they? Were they the islands? The the, the island Delos. It used Delos. To, it used to be a quail, and now it's an island. Right. So it might. So so it might be the case that something that's about to be a quail, like a quail egg, might. might I, I don't know. It, but that's once again it's speculation. I suppose. Uh, any other any other questions? Yes, you, ma'am. Yes. Um, would you say that quail are tasty? Would you say quail are tasty? Is the question? In your experience. I ate a quail one time. And I don't remember, but I think that some kind of weird Eucharistic thing happened, and like that's why I've noticed quail since. Like. So you're left not with the memory of their taste, no. but with a sense of their importance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's a that's a powerful food review. <laughs> as they go. Um, uh, yes, you, sir. Yeah. Was that the genesis of your quail interest, or was there other? The question is whether eating that quail was, and I'll repeat the word, was the genesis of your, because I feel every repeated word should be repeated as many times as we can. Just to be a genesis of your, of your quail interest, or did your quail interest predate? When, when I ordered the quail at a restaurant, I thought it was hilarious that I was ordering quail, and I started making quail puns, and that's how I ended up, like, thinking about quail and noticing. For example, quail puns? 
You want examples? He, he wants examples of the quail bones. I was worried that this presentation might be a quailier. It just, it, it reminds me of all the question words, like the Latin of question words, like qual, kel, um, yeah, name pot, quail. It's funny, it's, it seems so unfair that you get, you get a bigger laugh with the less precise English pun, whereas the so well-constructed Latin puns, people are just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, one really, no, one really, no one really laughs as much as the, the big Latin puns as they used to. Um, to any other, any, okay, but so there, so there you go. So, so that answers both of your questions, which we somehow let slip through the cracks. Any other questions? Any other questions about uh, quail? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You can. My question is more about the rainbow of quail. Mm -hmm. So the question is about the rainbow of quail, yeah. I'm just picturing the cover of Dark Side. You're picturing Dark Side of the Moon? That's got the rainbow, but then it's got kind of the yeah. overarching. Mm -hmm. Is there an overarching? So in Dark Side of the Moon, just to be clear, what is it? It's white light and then a prism and then a rainbow? And you're like, what's, if, if the quail are the rainbow, what's the white light? What's the thing? I thought maybe the presenter was talking about there was like a meta quail. Right, is there a thing that is like all the quails together and then breaks I, up into quails? I just think that like the message of the rainbow in the Bible and the message of the rainbow on the cover of Dark Side of the Moon are similar about like, um, uh, about life. <laughs> Um, and like the different ways that you can imagine quail to think about them um, in a more like, I don't know, interesting spiritual or like stonery way is like, um, is thinking of these multicolored quail in like just this sort of void. But like you could also imagine them like on a farm, but like a farm for like quail who are, quail that are inherent in everything and abstracted from reality onto this farm in like out of space. Does that answer your question? No, it doesn't. What more did you want, sir? What is there more to be said? It's, no, it's there's so nothing. Well, like you, you can. I think it's a. It would. I was just thinking about this earlier today. Um, like it, it could be interest, an interesting way to like make yourself. Uh, fall asleep would be like to like <laughs> contemplate a series of quail. I, so you could fall asleep by contemplating a series of quail. That but, would be like another use. Yeah, another I don't way know, we could like, another way they, we could they could be served. We could consume them. Yeah. Is in the yeah, in yeah. the service of our sleep. We could yes, we could yes. quail ourselves. And then maybe you would have like really fun quail themed dreams. I don't know. I haven't thought about that too much. <laughs> so clearly, there's even more. There is more to be thought about. Yeah. Well, quail yeah. wise. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. How how much how much do you th when you when you how much do you think about quail? Like, is it something you think about a lot, or is it just sort of like it's, ah quail? It's not something that I think about. It's something that I've been bombarded with since I started <laughs> thinking about. It. Like, the, I, I I have like I've amassed like I have forty pages of just like notes on like quail. Um, there's there's a song by Beethoven called Der Wachtelschlag, which is German for the quail, and it's just about the quail, right. and it imitates the quail call, which is, but it attributes Wait, so to. Wait, the quail call again? I'm sorry, did Okay. Um, and and so like uh, he has somebody singing Fürstegott, Liebegott, or something, which is fear God, or love God, but they can't speak English properly. 
Um, and also in the second movement of the Sixth Symphony, that appears as well. There are a number of woodwinds that are imitating the different bird calls, um, and one of them is a quail. I think it's the oboe that goes like that. Like, um, and, and and like and like and shortly shortly before like um, like um, when I was talking to the other presenters about how I was going to do this thing like right after that I saw oh yeah just yeah. trust me mm -hmm. oh uh, like just after like like putting together like thinking about how I was going to talk about quail like I saw just on the side of a building the words the quail in huge letters and then next to it a um, rendering of a quail with like a monocle or a magnifying glass or something. Um, and what this building was this? I There's a building that just had the qu just the quail written on the side of it? It, it? it was like a pub or a restaurant or a bistro. Oh, okay, or a right. Bistro so it, was called, like, it was like called the fox and quail, and they were like, it, the hell with the yeah, fox. No, it was just called the quail. <laughs> that guy quit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they could name a pub after one thing. I don't know why I imagine it's after two. So, so, okay, so just to back up. So the question was, my question was, how much do you think about quail? Oh, I don't think about quail. It, <laughs> they, I absolutely, I don't think about them unless they appear, and then, and then but it just happens. But it's happens constantly. Yeah. constantly. In your case, pretty much constantly. Whether it's so yeah, I guess, I guess I think about quail a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anything else, anything else uh, people would like to know? Uh, yes, you, sir. What about quaaludes or quaaludes? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that at some point. Quaaludes. Yeah. I, I think a fair line of questions should just be, have you ever noticed this quail pun? And then you can say, yes, I have. I have noticed this that quail pun. What next? Yeah, it's like a combination of like a quail and an aardvark or something. It's a combination of quail and the aardvark? Yeah, I... But <laughs> because, the, because the aardvark is known as the... But, but because just, just because there are two A's in quail. Oh, because there are two A's, of course. I'm, God, I'm so far behind you on this. Thank you. <laughs> Stupid, stupid. Okay. So there. So yes, 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 yes. He has noticed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, you, man. Yeah. Uh, how long has this bombardment been going on? How long has this quail bombardment been happening for you personally? Two years. Oh. So this isn't a, like a lifelong thing. This is like a recent. No, it's recent just two phenomenon. years. Yeah. And it happened. It started when you ordered the quail. Um, it, just a bit after that. A bit after that, I, and, then, and then it was just. Well, more I, and more. Probably, probably there were quail around me before, and I just didn't notice. That <laughs> <laughs> really, that really, that really brought it in. Um, all right. Yes. Anything else? Any other questions? Anything? Yes. Yes. Uh, why do you think humans love to eat them or hunt them? Why do humans love to eat or and or hunt the quail so much? And same reason that they like to mess with like everything, <laughs> just sort of like this the, the weird like human impulse to like anything that exists on Earth. Right. So given given that we like to eat and hunt everything, it'd be weird if we made an exception for quail. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I think probably somebody like ate swans, and Some it swans. just it didn't work very well <laughs> compared to like. Right. So we don't eat swans because their their meat is tough. Is that why? I don't you know. know. I, I have I have no idea. <laughs> or we're just too embarrassed. They're so beautiful that we're embarrassed. I, I to just. Like, ah. I don't know. I I I don't know why. But I don't I don't know. So we don't eat swan. You, because someone you've now you yeah, you've eaten a swan. You just know about this through means that you'd rather not discuss. <laughs> that, their, that their meat is very tough for reasons that you don't want to get into. <laughs> Fair enough. No more. And so that's and so we're left having to eat quail. All right. Okay. Anything else? Any other? Any other questions that people would like? Any other? Yes. Yes. You move. 
Are you bothered by the bombardment? Are you bothered? Is the bombardment by Belizette, is it a bother to you? Are you happy about it or neither? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> It's been fun to notice them like in everything. Um, Although I think I've like mentioned every single thing I've thought of about quail. None of us was disappointed. None of us was like, oh, that's not a lot about quail. <laughs> I don't think. Like, no one was like, oh, is that all? Is that all he noticed? Just everything? So it's, that's, but it's good to know. It is reassuring in a way to know that there's not, not even more. There might be more. It might just never end. I don't know. All right. Well, I, I, good luck to you finding it. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, right. Andrew Barrett. Trampling Hall was created in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was originally chosen by Lynn Crosby. All the episodes this season were handpicked by Margot Williamson. Our podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music composed by Matt Smith. Kate Bars is our coordinating producer. Our podcast intern is Quinton Bradshaw. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. If you enjoyed the podcast, it really helps us out if you leave a positive review or rating on iTunes. So thanks for doing that. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.